0: Folks, welcome back to a brand new episode of Trainwreck Tonight, episode 170. I'm your host, DeGenerate L, joined by Maniac this evening. Another beautiful Thursday night in Buffalo. It should be us celebrating on top of Tapo right now with Burrs winning last night. But no, that did not happen. Nate Geary's there right now having a nice glass of wine rooftop. So it's just, like I said, very unfortunate loss last night. Show sponsor, Hazda Electric. Considering a residential or commercial electrical project, then consider our friends at Positive Electric. 716-698-2711. From new house wiring, main service upgrades to troubleshooting issues, Positive Electric licensed and insured all over Erie County. Mention Trainwreck Sports or say this train never stops and get a free house surge protector with every service upgrade. Positive Electric, 716-698-2711. Folks, we got a very special guest tonight on this Thursday evening. We got Greg Balk. Greg, how are you doing tonight?
1: Hi, how are you guys doing?
0: We are doing awesome. Like I said, I
1: I have to say something off the bat. I've seen your show, your broadcast before, and a lot of times people will dance. Um, I'm not going to dance.
0: Okay, that's fair. I think (laughs) it's a good tone setter. Greg, we're going to have you dancing by the end of this episode. Now, Alan, I have a goal.
1: That's your goal, but I don't. I don't see you reaching it. But this, you know, you do what you got to do. I'm here for fun, but I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to dance. So,
0: you, are you just? Are you not a good dancer? I'm you not know a good
1: dancer. I'm not. I'm not uh, just. You know, it's just. Uh, just not going to dance.
0: If you ask Al, he thinks he's the worst dancer, but that doesn't stop him. I mean, I think that encourages him at times. If, as a matter of fact,
1: we can have an anti-dance off then.
0: Well, let's yeah. go. Let's go. Wow. For me, I definitely need some liquid courage to to
1: dance. Yeah. something like that. Yeah, but no, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have fun. So don't get all okay. Down. That's huge.
0: That's huge. No, no, no. no? We're, we never get down. Okay. All right. Let's, let's have a good time. Now, Greg, did you tune into any of the match last night that was live on Instagram and Twitter for Trainwreck Sports?
1: You were playing in the dark.
0: Yeah. Bobo links. Bobo links. The spot of the match. Tee off time was supposed to be seven thirty. Greg, we get there. There's no tee times at Boba That's what no. an exquisite club this is. You know, it is like, <laughs> no it is like the, the power of man that gets you a tee time at Boba So, our power of man had us teeing off at about 825. So, we got about five holes in. We, got, we, we, we ended up doing nine. But, uh, yeah, it was we, we, the first half we got no uh, – we did it in light. But, yeah, by the end it was kind of like that last scene of Legend of Bagger Vance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did the, the, the darkness – do you have a good dark game, Al? Like, did that throw you off?
0: No, so actually, I wasn't golfing. It was you, you wouldn't know though from how much you were on the green helping out producer Burrs. Oh, trying to get the, those reads. we in the we were literally wearing the same exact outfit. Um, but yeah, producer Burrs took the L in the first match against Nate Geary. He only lost by one though. We didn't match play, so just so obviously Nate was one up after nine. It was one of those matches where Burrs should have been two up through five and completely choked it was even heading to the final four holes and that completely killed him he had a—I I mean a confirm it or correct me if i'm wrong but he had like a four footer on hole five to pretty yeah, much take yeah. the league. and i mean the four footer was- on hole five did he have another like you know less than 10 footer on six i mean the short game killed him the entire day and that that was where nate got his confidence i think nate had no confidence in his own game yeah i think nate was all over the place but he was feeding off of the fact that burrs was Kind of, you know, the the short game for Burrs. It really was. He he was he was hitting greens. Yeah, and you know, we had fans with us, obviously cheering on Burrs. Nate had nobody. Nate had no caddy by himself. Everyone rooting against him, uh, and he got the job done. He was so. a man. He was a man on an island by like hole five. Like there was about nine people around. Burrs socially distanced, of course, for those <laughs> of you at home. But yeah, Nate just carrying his bag, just hyping himself up. How about Craig? Do you golf at all?
1: I'm a terrible golfer. I golf with my dad on Father's Day, and that's like it. And we're it, it, that's about the extent of my golf game. So I'm not good at it. I don't. I won't pay more than ten dollars to golf. That that tells you, like, so Bobolinks is a friend of mine.
0: I like I like that etched, and I also golfed with my father on Father's Day. Dance it out. Oh, all right, no, no. Well, we'll keep it up later. All right, we'll keep it going. We'll get no, we'll period. get it going. We'll get it going. We'll get it going. We'll get it going yeah I, I retired from golf a few years ago it's just too it's too much of a mental game to me and i i'm super competitive and it's i can't handle it like but well you're not kidding
1: golf. like you retired like you had to step away from golf
0: yes oh, wow. to me it wasn't worth the time i have a i have a ton of friends that love to golf mm-hmm. and i i was like do not invite me ever again i'm done wasting it's, it because it's a big it's one it costs it costs money it sometimes can be expensive two it can take up three to four hours of your day. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to just be dolphin shots and going way right, way left. Like, it's, it just wasn't fun to me.
1: <clears throat> but swimming is.
0: I like swimming. Greg, it's it's really one of those things, like, you know, I hate to say it, like, Princess Diana, like, first episode of the Jersey Shore al retiring from golf you remember where you were when it Mm. happened so i mean i'll I'll never forget that press conference al where yeah you said i'm stepping away don't ever invite me to play again yeah it was uh my last round of golf i believe was at brookfield and i threw my putter like (laughs) 40. yes you You brought up that story yesterday yeah it's that's it's done golf game good night now see you later but maniac where do you think the next match is going to be what is this going to happen? So, so here's the thing. There's two routes they can go. Obviously, this is what happens when you have two big prize fighters. Obviously, you know, they're going to go after the biggest purse, the biggest audience. So we're going to either have some type of team play, Ryder Cup style where Nate and Elbers assemble teams. Okay. And then we'll duel it out that way. Or they're going to be going head-to-head at everyone's favorite two syllables in Western New York golf, Ivy Ridge. Okay, that's a that's a tough course. That's what our inside sources say. After last night's powwow post match, they both gathered their purse, their earnings. <laughs> Isn't it Ivy Ridge? Ivy Ridge. I know. Drags Ridge.
1: It's three syllables. Well, if you're going to go with Ridge, it's four.
0: Oh, Ivy's two syllables. Yeah.
1: I don't uh, know what's happening. Oh,
0: jeez. I don't know what's happening here. Ridge.
1: Oh, is it Latin or Roman for four? Then four ridge? Maybe I that's why it's spellable. I skipped the What
0: can I say? All
1: oh. right,
0: don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Greg, we'll switch over to you now. How is your quarantine been going? I mean, we're over 100 days now. How's life been for you?
1: Uh, I wake up every morning to my wife presenting a room full of items for which I have to sort, throw out, or keep. And it's a new room every day. And basically, all we have left in the house is like one wedding picture, a can opener and our two dogs and everything else has been cleaned, rearranged and then put back into the space it was originally. Our yard has been completely transplanted and replanted and I do all the digging. So all we do is clean and rearrange so there's like so a nesting thing happening at my house. So.
0: so it's spring cleaning pretty much the past Any season you want. Yeah,
1: she, she likes to keep busy. So that's been, that's been the theme of the quarantine is keeping busy,
0: I guess. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's themes. How's, how's your walk game going greg everyone's walk game seems to be like skyrocketing al's a big walk guy his is up, up like 300 percent. are you taking a lot of walks
1: i'm a pro Bowl walker like i always walk so we I, I work in orchard park i live in wheatfield but like i'll walk all over the city i even walk in the winter so i'm a walker you're a walker you probably i should have prepared you guys for that um, all right talking, so you're talking to a walker
0: so tell yeah. me about your walk tell me about your walk game how many miles do you typically average? And what are you averaging per mile?
1: Mm, well, I mean, we'll do like a 15 minute mile. But wow. that's
0: you it, You're myself? moving.
1: You're moving. Yeah. We have a route in our neighborhood that's mapped out to about three miles. It's just a natural 45 minute walk that uh, she and I will do a lot. But uh, I, I know my whole neighborhood mapped out. I did the marathon wow. with the running, which is about the same speed as walking. And it ended tragically. Um, Don't run marathons. It's bad. It's stupid, especially at my age. I've fallen apart. I have a four-inch rod on my foot. It's dumb. But I do have my whole neighborhood like wrapped out, mapped out in segments. Like I can tell you the distance from one house to another just from doing that constantly. So it's nice for the walk game because you know how much you have to go.
0: And dangerous for like Amazon or USPS workers who might leave like some of your mail or deliveries somewhere else like oh that's a full 0.2 miles away from my property like
1: that's right now I they're really paying.
0: Game. yeah they're paying the price in more ways than what well thank you for your service on that marathon by the way though uh,
1: It wasn't it was it was a disservice to humanity actually <laughs> so but you're welcome I guess
0: all right so Greg about quarantine gotta ask you you know a couple of very basic questions here mm-hmm. What is your favorite activity in quarantine minus a
1: screen? Hmm. Oh, minus a screen. Uh, boy, I don't do much without a screen. So like, I don't do puzzles. She's doing puzzles all the time. I try, I can't, I I don't understand that. Like I like sleeping. Um, I'll read books like that's not a screen. So like, and I don't do it with Kindle. So I like reading. I'm probably the most boring guest you've had so far. I take walks and I read books. I'm like, mark twain without talent so i don't really have a lot to offer you in terms of like content
0: but yeah but um, i'm thinking about mapping out my neighborhood over here and i'm like mm -hmm. now i'm all getting a whole i don't i don't tell the content give me a new lifestyle (laughs) perspective greg that's what it's all about we're all gonna grow here it's like oprah we're all plants we're all gonna grow
1: I, i will do this i like my favorite activity without a screen is to take a blanket and throw it over my dog's head and watch them go around the living room so this is like a good two and a half minutes of quality time with the family
0: there. So. How old is the dog? Uh,
1: I got two dogs. I got a three-year-old shepherd and an eight-year-old Bernice mountain dog.
0: So. Okay. So they're both young enough to like where they still got that puppy in them somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That I'm Mike not him.
1: torturing my dogs. They think it's all I'm good. For oh
0: them. no. Every dog has their own game that every other owner would be like, what the hell? But no nope, yeah. dogs are unique creatures. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out uh Callie and Sabre. Greg. Right. Favorite snack and favorite drink during this quarantine. Oh. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic, doesn't matter.
1: Okay, snack is chili chips. I'll make chili, you take Tostitos, like, um, what do you call them, the scoops? Yep. And you put, you portion out, it takes a little bit of time, you portion out the chili in the scoops, melt cheese over it, broil it in the oven for like, again, like three minutes. To, you you want to toast it, you want to burn it, mm-hmm. eat it with sour cream. That's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And I, I say snack, I, that's like a dinner, but um, we do that. That's nice,
0: that's nice. Yeah, it's not bad.
1: Uh, I'm a beer drinker, I like the beer. We'll drink some wine, it's better for my gastrointestinal insides, but um, nitro beers are good, because you don't get all the, like I burp and ga- I get, ga- I, I'm i very gassy, I'm very gassy, gentlemen. Gassy Greg. Gas. Let's so go, let's go.
0: Al yeah. loves gassy people. The troops are some of the gassiest like, people do it in invade
1: western new york yeah i'm on the mount rushmore of gas people so
0: okay like, okay i mean that's a big yeah yeah so what, what's your favorite like gassy joke
1: gassy joke like, yeah
0: like the one who smelt it Delta. you know one of those <laughs> oh, okay. it's not a joking matter it's a very serious thing yeah. greg
1: yeah I, I probably have colon cancer that's not funny
0: <laughs> okay yeah i saw your your tweet about that one restaurant you took a picture of the sign that was like your your colon or whatever oh
1: the little no fudge river company yeah that was uh we were in the thousand islands we went we took a little trip to the thousand islands this week and there's a place called the little fudge river company and i just thought that was an excellent um sign so yeah
0: okay all right so yeah so gassy greg that's what we're getting out of this yeah see
1: greg and hopefully nothing's wrong get if you're over the age of 40 get um colonoscopies they should be covered by your insurance and it's a very healthy thing to do and right now i'm in the clear so, shout, out,
0: shout out to things that are covered by insurance
1: yeah not much but colonoscopies if you have the you yeah. know decent so insurance,
0: usually be. they say over 50 years old you're saying over 40
1: well if you when you smell like me when things just aren't right <laughs> they come out and like you start looking for corpses you, you you bump it down 10 years and you get yourself checked out I have a history of that in my family. So, you know, it's good to stay on top. I'm bringing it down. I read, I walk and I warn people about the dangers of colon cancer. That's what my contribution is to your show. So this is like a PSA at this
0: point. No, we appreciate that. Seriously. Thank you. 40 years old. I'm 10 years away from that now. Almost. I'm 44. Okay. All right. So here we go. Next up, let's get into some WGR. Your time, your time there. Obviously, you grinded, Greg, overnights. What was it? Mid to late '90s on Delaware Ave. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have some favorite moments, crazy times back then I down. got,
1: I got a lot of them. I was there. '96 uh, was it when I started, and I left like six years ago or so. Now okay. I don't even know. So it was a long time. I think it was like 16 years I was there. Um, okay. I some breaks, I left and came back, and things like that. So I don't know if time, how much time you have. I do have fun oh, things. Let's go. Let's go. Right.
0: We let's got start with in. an
1: early story. I, I produced for John Otto. And that's how I started. That was always a lot of fun, doing the overnight shift with him. My favorite thing with him was the Larry Sanders show it used to be on Canadian channels. And they would have the swearing on a Canadian channel. So this is taking you back to like cable television. So on Sunday nights, I'd watch Larry Sanders with John Otto and he was a very proper had his own language type guy and when they would swear he would laugh like that was my favorite memory is watching larry sanders with john otto after the show and him laughing at the swearing um would have been that would, the first training camp in rochester the first bills training camp in rochester was the flutie johnson debate era of bills football some of your wow. viewers might know this i don't know how well you guys remember the flutie johnson years oh, oh years man best.
0: Don't boss. answer
1: a phone during that time. Like, it was nasty, the time to be in sports radio. I got a chance to cover training camp. Chris Brown and Paul Hamilton were doing, like, a Destroyers game. So I got a chance to cover it, St. John Fisher. And this is a big moment for me. I, had no, I, I have no business ever doing anything. But covering Bill's training camp, I'm not – I was never qualified to do so, but they – I fooled them. They, they sent me to Rochester the first year. I had a 1987 Buick LeSabre. Uh, that's what I drove. That's not a brag. The car is roughly the size of a battleship, and it was rusted to hell. It got one mile per gallon, and the gauge was broken, so you didn't know how much gas you had. I'm getting somewhere with this. I made $4.15 an hour, so I never had any money. I had $11 in my bank account. I'm getting ready to drive to Rochester, and I did not know how much gas I had in my car, but it wasn't a lot. I knew I got lunches covered for me by the bills, and you know like when you're media, you go yeah. and cover practice, they provide lunch for you, so I knew I had lunches covered, so I was going to eat lunch and pocket something to eat for dinner because I only had Wegman's had ATMs that you can get out five dollars, like all ATMs are twenty, but I only had eleven dollars in the bank account, so I went to Wegman 's, I got five dollars out, I got charged three dollars financed for that, so it was oh, actually man. eight hours. This is going somewhere. So I had $5 cash in my pocket. I drive to Rochester. I'm praying I make it, and I do make it there. I cover practice. Doug Flutie treated me like garbage because he hated uh, The whole Bills franchise hated Chuck Dickerson. That's who the host was um, for the afternoon shows at the time. And the Bills treated me like garbage because they hated Chuck Dickerson. They didn't like me very much. So... Um, I was just treated like a second class and this was not fun, but I did my job. I got a chance to talk to Doug Flutie and just the worst conversation ever, because he didn't like he got picked on all the time by Chuck and, you know, so he didn't like me just from the mic flag. And, uh, but a lot of people were I've met Alan Wilson, who was like one of the greatest guys ever. God rest his soul um Stu Boyer who just retired he was yep. awesome mm-hmm. to me met a lot of cool Rochester people out there um so that was it was a good time uh, Life Larson was hilarious he was like you ever watch the World's Strongest Man competition on ESPN overnight they used to air like that was Life yeah. Larson like he spoke three syllables but he was like a big teddy bear he was awesome so I remember certain things about training camp got done with the week got inside my Buick Saber, and I had no idea how much gas I had I put all five dollars into it and i coasted back to north buffalo it like stopped running at certain points but i made it home and made it back and i stayed in my apartment for two days until my next paycheck came because i couldn't leave the house so that was um that's what it was like working in radio in 1996 covering bill's practice when you drove a giant buika saber it's crazy
0: Four fifteen an hour you yeah. 11 bucks in your bank account that's
1: yeah but it was fun like the yeah. radio, gr was awesome so there were some fun times too uh uh, golf tournament was always a big deal um, I don't know uh, if you ever guys do you guys ever participate participated in a, a big golf tournament like that um, gr did a pretty big one and they had they still do I think I, still I don't do, know, yeah year, so I haven't done one in a couple years um, but that was always fun and I sucked at golf so I was always afraid the guys who bid on me would um like matter it never mattered everyone just had fun and mm. they drink a lot of refreshments. And we had an auction at the end of the – I'm still talking. I'm so sorry. You can tell me to stop. We had an auction at the end of the – I won't dance, though. We had an auction at the end of the tournament. So everyone drinks for eight hours in the hot sun, and then they get them all in this room for dinner, and then I have to host an auction with, like, 300 uh, celebrities, athletes, and, like, really drunk listeners. And um, that was, like – and there were really nice auctions up for bid. And sometimes the athletes would try and outdo each other. It's like Thurman Thomas was there. And he had like autographed pictures and Andrew Peters was there. And this is one particular tournament. Um, And I'll tell you what year it was in a second when we do the math on this. So Andrew Peters and Thurman Thomas are kind of like going back and forth on like getting bids for their stuff. Um, And then it got interesting and Thurman Thomas tried to one up Andrew Peters, who was a jerk to me the whole day. He kept taking the mic away from me and kind of like, you know, making fun of me a little bit, Um, which is fine. Like, I'm just the MC. I don't care. Um, And Peters was feeling it. He was the man of the hour. He was doing good. Um, but he, he, just, you gotta have to picture I'm up there trying to control this room. That's not easy. And Andrew Peters keeps taking the mic for me and like one upping Thurman Thomas on the items. And then, so they're going back and forth. Thurman Thomas offers a suite, uh, at a bills game, it's like four people in a suite and the bids just go nuts. They're up to like $3,000 people are bidding. Cause you're getting four tickets to a bills game in Thurman's like suite at that time. Yeah. Andrew Peters comes up, grabs the mic for me and he goes, okay, okay, okay. Um, and he says, uh, there's going to be a Bills game or Sabre game at the Bills stadium this upcoming season. No one knows about this yet. The Bills are playing the Maple Leafs. That's what he said. Because that's what it was, I guess, at the time. And he's like, and I'm offering four tickets to that game. Well, the room just goes dead silent. I'll never forget Derek Roy's face. He's sitting at a table. He's just looking like, because <laughs> like, he can't believe. Like, they weren't supposed to tell anyone. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. Andrew Peters just told 300 people. We're a media outlet. There are media people in there. Everyone just kind of like goes to get their phone to like call the newsroom because obviously we just found out that there's going to be an outdoor Sabre game that, you know, people had talked about it, but no one knew it was happening. It was really, it would have been August the season before. So we had to decide how we are going to spin it. Everyone got together and they said WGR has learned there might be an outdoor game. So like Peter's ended up, I think he ended up like, you know, like well apologizing, but that was, um, that was a crazy, crazy day. Um, just the end of a very long day, but that was a cool moment. So we got. An- the-
0: Andrew the- Peters playing the long game there, giving WGR a huge scoop, and now he has a job there that pays the bills every day. I I guess. Mean, well, he's a Sabres- theory right there.
1: He's a Sabres employee. That show is not employed by WGR. So okay, yeah. okay. Well, that, that's an
0: insider detail. That's why you bring in the balk. Did you go. not know that?
1: No one knew that? Yeah, the Murphy show, that's a Bill's entity. The, the midday show is a Sabres entity. I don't think that's like a bad secret. It's no, not, not, definitely not now. like
0: controversial, but yeah, I mean, something maybe not the average person knows.
1: Might like be not, might be why the content is not controversy. because if you're the Bill's and you're putting on a broadcast, you're not going to be like, boy, Alan sucked on that, you know. Like that's, you know, yeah. that, that will explain yep. why you're not going to hear a lot of like negative takes because it's the team doing that broadcast. So, Greg, gotta ask
0: you. Mm-hmm. Sources have told me hmm. you used to hate Brad Ryder when you first met him. Welcome to Trainwreck. What? What did you not? We got him to laugh. We got him to laugh. Let's what go, did you man. not? What did you not like about Brad? Was he a dick? I mean, well, fill us in, please.
1: No, well, so used to not like Brad Ryder. That's you're saying in a certain way. That's not. And I've told Brad this, and Brad and I are very good friends. So I met Brad Ryder, and I did not like him when I first met him, and that was like not a good impression. So Brad is probably the most confident human being you will ever meet in your life. We used to do sports talk and I would have like the group, we would do like an argument over like, say you're doing an argument over who's a better quarterback, Vinny Testaverde or Dan Marino. You have Dan Marino. Brad will convince you Vinny Testaverde is better because he's just that confident and he's cocky. And like when you're coming up to the ranks of GR and you want to be a talk show host and Brad walks in the room, I'm like, well, I don't like this guy. Like this is Uh, not like, so, and it's not like even I'm like competitive, but he will, when you're in that situation, and it's just like the first meeting I had with him did not go well for me. He might not even have known that. I think when I told me actually like really felt bad and it like it hurt. And I didn't tell him that like until I knew him for like a while. And I was probably drunk or something like that when I finally admitted that to him. But it was not a long running time of not like I love that kid. Like he was a real he still is a very good friend of mine, but like we had a ton of fun. So He and Mike Maniscalco ran a show together that I used to produce and they did not really get along together. I think if you were listening, you would have known that, but that was always, that was a little uncomfortable. Um, But Brad and I were, and Mike and I were good friends. So I didn't have hate for him for long.
0: Just, you know that didn't So matter. it was just it was just when you, when you first met it was a real yeah, early yeah. powerful hate though like you really uh, maybe like a couple of days well no yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, powerful no yeah, powerful hate it was, no yeah, yeah, hate. Yeah, it was
1: just yeah. some yeah so you get a bad first impression with someone and usually I'm oh, the kind yeah. of person where if I get a bad first impression of you I'll hate you the rest of my life like and, and I think I'm a good judge of character but like Brad came through man and let's face it, the workplace is the perfect
0: cauldron to get a really bad early first impression of someone. Because something like can happen that's magnified. I mean, business yeah. place decisions as well, for sure.
1: Yeah, but there's not. There wasn't too much of that. I don't really think there was anyone I really didn't like at WGR. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking hard now because you know. Okay. Um, but I don't know who I didn't. I mean, I I like Coach, and he called me Tim for five years. So like, there wasn't too many people I hated. So. As long as it's
0: consistent, like like you know, like just call me the same thing.
1: Yeah. Well, he did. He called me ten for yeah. five
0: years. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. yeah. All right, Greg. Um, next question for you.
1: I've talked too much already, but
0: go ahead. Oh, keep, keep giving,
1: giving it. it. Okay. All right. I'll keep going. Do you want a Do you want a coach story?
0: No. This question first. Oh wow. Oh. Oh. You ready? Can you? Oh, Greg. <laughs> you, you got, you got yelled at. So. Can you please? Say the word Binghamton.
1: Binghamton, Binghamton. I I thought I had it. I thought I had it right away. It was Binghamton. I don't. He got
0: it. He got it. He there got it. He got it. He got it. There we go. In, in writer's you,
1: face. In writer's who you know? face. Who do you know that you have all of this information on me? This is really uncomfortable. Who is this uh, being uh, broadcast to? Uh, Greg,
0: I've gone through, we have, Seven more on the checklist, so get wow. ready. Buckle huge, up. Huge. Buckle Strap up, nervous. guys. Say. Strap in. Strap in. Yeah, I don't one.
1: say Bing- Binghamton very well. I always go to Bimmington.
0: Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah. The first, the first time you said it wrong, so that's you got it. years
1: of therapy and training to be able to say that word. So that okay. not easy.
0: Yeah. Shout out uh, Trainwreck Sports official Dr. Ben Zurkowski, graduate of SUNY Binghamton.
1: Mm, good.
0: Let's go. Love it. Felt it there. All right, next up, Greg. Let's talk about the, the comedy scene. Okay. It seems like, you know, I've I've heard some things. Opening night, or open not opening night, opening mic nights at Nietzsche's. Obviously, you've been a big part of Helium. Big comedy guy in Buffalo. Anything you've been doing recently? Obviously, uh, you know, the past 100 days has been pretty quiet, but what's
1: going on right now in the Buffalo comedy scene? So I I'm, I'm very much in tune with a lot of comics. I have a lot of close friends. I myself have been doing a lot of comedy and not just because of no one's been doing any comedy, but, uh, yeah. last couple of years, I haven't done a lot of stand Um, just things get in the way. I hate my material. I've been written new stuff. I've been doing other writing. Yeah. So, um, I'll do like they do cards against humanity, uh, comics against humanity as a show at helium. I'll do every time that's Rick Matthews runs that. And, um, that's like super fun. And it's like, kind of like improv. Um, that's awesome. But like the, so I haven't been doing a lot myself. I do know that helium's planning. I think they have a a headliner lined up for sometime in July to open up. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, i I mean, I've done plenty of comedy shows to very limited COVID friendly audiences. So I know it's possible, but not fun. Um, so, but, uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't hear that Nietzsche's was doing open mics again, but that doesn't surprise me. Um, that they'd be getting out there as soon as possible. So,
0: no, I just brought that up because that's something that you've done before. But open yeah. mics there, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. They yeah, and they do that on Tuesdays. Um, or at least they did. There's always there's a, there's an open mic almost every night of the week in Buffalo, and you know when things were friendlier for things like that. Um, it, there's a really good scene going out there. We did our, i um, our podcast we were doing for Helium. Um, They were doing Zoom comedy shows, and those aren't good. Like, and I'm talking about you can be the best comic in the world if you're doing a show to a Zoom audience. It's just horrid and terrible because there's no reaction. It's just not conducive to Zoom. So they were looking for other material to do during this time, and uh, I do a podcast called In the Hunt with Sean Murphy and Kyle Turner, and we were doing, like, video Zoom casts like you're doing right here um, for them. So that was – that was killing the time and helium was using that for content but um yeah i don't know it's not it's not great for comedy right now which sucks
0: so yeah. two things though yeah you're absolutely right like and zoom does not translate to what a comedian can truly offer because when you're getting those good crowd reactions like a, a comedian will like zone in on that kind of accentuate that area of their material maybe <laughs> you know in ways to react to that audience so obviously that's tough when you're performing to no one and yeah. uh, i did go to one of those Comics Against Humanity shows to visit our friend Allie Brady out. You got to really love the comic game to be on those because it's kind of tough. Like being a stand-up comedian, it's about prepping your material. Well, for some, obviously more than others and yep. kind of going into the game plan. In those ones, they just get random topics given to them. So you got to be like really – funny, to be honest, like not just like, you know, to anyone's horn here, but to actually do those because it's like you're getting kind of thrown to the wolves in, in more ways than one when you do those. Yeah,
1: with an incredibly improper card too, so you keep oh, yeah. shy going into it, like you might get something racially insensitive, like yeah. medically insensitive, politically insensitive, and that is just, you know, you gotta, you just gotta like, uh, I don't know, like you said, liquid courage, Um do a little bit of that before you go up though, but Ellie's awesome at it, she does it all the time, so um, very funny. So um, I've had really bad nights doing that show, but I love it. Like I love watching people fail. Um, I love watching people fail and then pick themselves up, which is always fun. Which is why I love comedy so much. So I've done okay sometimes on those shows, but they are. If you get a chance, like when when all this starts going up again, and there's a comics against humanity show at Helium, and I'm talking to you, the viewer, not these two. I'm talking to you. Um, go see one of those shows. It is amazing when someone hits it so go see that
0: most definitely so would you agree like a lot of people say like you kind of got a bomb to like get your licks in like as a comedian and you know kind of as an artist even in any way like do you agree with that mindset like every so often you got to kind of get like brought back down to size in that way
1: well you just will like i know if you're doing comedy you're gonna like do terribly at it a lot and um yeah you learn from that but i know i don't think there are many people that do it and don't bomb and if you don't, I don't know, maybe you're being too safe, so you gotta learn from it, but you 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 have to work out your jokes and they're not going to be funny until you work on them. so they they used to say used to pay more attention to this kind of thing when we first started, you take like classes and stuff like that. Rich Lamb is a guy that does classes at helium, and I think uh the, the rule of thumb was you write, you write material, and uh you maybe get like a minute a month or maybe like seven good minutes a year of material that you can use depending on like how much you go at it. But you know, yeah. and that's like seven minutes of stuff you would do on TV if you were really that good at it. So most of your jokes are gonna suck. You work it out, pare it down and get them
0: like ready. So. So Greg, you've had some pretty awful nights.
1: Oh yeah, there's, you know, well terrible nights. Like I've done comedy to complete silence. I've done comedy to nothing but noise where no one's paying attention. I'd rather do it to silence than, constant noise because you can't even hear yourself
0: because oh, like people are just literally talking and not caring. yeah
1: there's just shows that are full of people that you know that oh. won't be a problem anymore but yeah so um comedy outside that might come up that's really tough to do because if someone sees a bird fly by all of a sudden their attention's gone and they can't pay you know they're not paying attention to you so it's yeah. so really it's not a cop-out to say that comedy like the the environment it's got to be lights off in the room lights on you silence you know anything that's distracting really takes away from it though so and i've had bad nights that weren't the fault of the environment just my jokes sucked and i suck and i'm worthless and i should die and that's why the comedy was bad like that's not can, i'm not like trying to blame it on anyone no i'm yeah. the, I'm, I'm the problem like i'm terrible at comedy that's can, why
0: you, can you can at, you uh, can you give us a funny uh, joke no so anything come on greg
1: um uh, uh like a, a joke on the spot like i just explained to you how this isn't good but i asked my doctor if she thought i was an alcoholic and she said sir i'm trying to take your taco order
0: see there you go al
1: that's why you don't do that kind of
0: thing that's why you don't do that (laughs) all right i'm sorry it's like when someone works at verizon you don't like you know you're not like have come fix my phone and like if you know somebody, a comedian you're like don't tell me a joke like all right let let them be on their own let them flourish in their environment my fault hey i'm i'm still learning new things every day with don't edit show. it
1: out I want people to know
0: okay no, oh no we're editing funny. it out it's about to be its own post
1: yeah I don't I'm not good at comedy and I want people to
0: know about no, no that anyone it's, it's, who anyone who's been to one of those shows Greg, you have oh, I'm not even addressing no, dude, that. I'm not the, even addressing that it's the same thing Larry David just got uh season 11 renewed of curb and he's like when will this show get canceled like I can't stand it anymore you know what I mean like it, just happened but,
1: but he's good at comedy so
0: Comedian vibes. Mm-hmm. All, right, all right, all right. Anything Next else? Do you want
1: me to talk about uh, my parents having sex or something more comfortable?
0: You know what? No, I want to hear about. Like I can. What? I
1: got pictures. So we can.
0: Greg, I'll be honest. I want to hear about your brother Donnie.
1: <laughs> wow, Ale does his homework. Uh, what to say? I I'm the youngest of seven kids. Two up from me is Donnie, and uh, Donnie was, uh, you know, he was the prototypical movie older brother basically bullied the shit out of me my entire life so you want a Donnie story
0: let's get a Donnie story Why okay not?
1: so um uh we'll tell the uh, least shocking offensive one so we had a couch bed um one time you know the couch bed you know you got a lot of kids you got a lot of furniture so um he opened up the couch bed and he said, Greg, get inside. You want know, to play hide and seek? And I was like, uh, you know, my oh. old brother wants to play with me. I was like, I'll play hide and seek. So Donnie rolls you up in the couch bed and uh, jumps on top of it and goes, hide and seek, where's Greg? So that's like, and then he put the cushions back on and left the room. And my mom came into the room to the couch screaming and she took the cushions off. She, un, you know, furls the bed and I'm screaming, crying. And she yells at me like, what are you doing on the couch? Like, like I would have done that to myself. Um, But my favorite Donnie story is we had a laundry chute and um, we were playing army. So the laundry chute goes up two story South Buffalo house. We're in the basement. So that's like a, you know, 30 foot drop and we're, he's writing, he's the commander. He's writing our, our missions on toilet paper and sending it down. So everyone's in line. I'm the youngest. I'm last in line. And it's like, Mike, watch the garage. So like Mike waits, grabs his note, gets that and goes like, uh, Jim or go and invade this, you know, Mrs. Oki's house. So like he gets this note. I'm last in line and I, I, I can't wait to get my note because my older brothers are playing with me. This is the greatest day of my life. So like the Aww. notes coming down and I can still see it coming and, and I'm reaching up my little eight year old hands and I get the note and it just says, look up. And I look up and as comic cleanser, open can, of comic cleanser holds down, um, on my face, cleanser in my face. And that was, um, that was Donnie. And that was the height of comedy for Donnie. That was his thing to do. And that's like the fourth worst thing he's ever did to me. So that's uh, Okay,
0: yeah. We don't need to Yeah, that's we it. don't need to get into any more specifics, but Greg, you're
1: a South guy. I'm never coming on the show again. I know that. This, this is, this is, what do you mean? Like, no, I mean you why would you want me on the show? I'm this ruining the, your show. Like I, I'm enjoying this. It's I think I
0: think I think it was a long term plan I think you just stashed five Donnie stories away on us. You just teased those for future episodes. I think that was a pro move by you. Kudos. That,
1: that, that's a view. I would love to come back on your show. I don't think you will ever want to have me back on my show after this. Okay. We'll,
0: we'll, see. well, see, a lot of show left.
1: Okay. Well oh, good. That's good. Let's keep going. I'll keep talking then. I so, can't Greg, believe you're letting me.
0: You're born born and raised. You're a South Buffalo guy. What the hell are you doing in Wheatfield?
1: Yeah, follow the girl, man. Follow the That's girl. That's what it
0: was. I was gonna say because yeah. you know, on train rep we always talk about Northtowns, South Towns. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're a Southtown person, you're a diehard, you're not going to the North Towns, and vice versa. So I was shocked to see, you know, you're born and raised there, so obviously yeah, following, well, following the future ex wife.
1: My brothers, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, my brothers are all in the South Towns and that. So, well, some of them have move to Carolina. But, um, yeah, I went to Buff State, met her at the well on Hurdle, and she lived in Tonawanda. She ran a tea house in Wheatfield for just closed, actually, for 18 years. And that uh, our house is right near that tea house. So that's what took us to Wheatfield really. Two It's it's nice. Like it's our like our neighborhood. It's quiet. Um, exactly. A lot of retired people. You got to mow that lawn, man. They are watching. Like you cannot let your lawn go. We're the only house in the neighborhood that doesn't like get sprayed for like dandelions. Yeah. So in late April, man, my house just looks like it looks like a crackhead house because it's, the lawn just has crabgrass. No other lawn. They're all pristine. no one has yeah. jobs. They just mow. So that's wheat field.
0: And you're also probably the only house locally that's not suffering from the loss of early bird dinner deals from local restaurants.
1: Yeah, the grapevine, you know, like I yeah, I mean, everyone's geez. going to the grapevine.
0: Everyone's probably like feeds around here, Where's an early bird at?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 Wheatfield, New York. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's I, li- not I, bad. I live next to Carol. She's 86, mm. and she can't stand the way or can't she cannot stand the way my yard looks sometimes. Yeah. With oh my god, like you said, April May. The dandelions in my front yard. I'm going out there, just picking them out myself. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't use, the, I don't have anyone, I don't have a service come over to clean up my yard or anything like you that.
1: You just mow them, and after a couple of mows, they're gone. so yeah. they change to something else. So
0: the, the awesome thing about the elderly, they do not pull any punches. They they've outgrown pulling punches. They've lost yeah, the ability to. They're
1: yeah. exhausted. Well, so here's yeah. the thing about dandelions, though. Like it's a yellow flower. So you got them all over your garden. Here, they're naturally growing for everyone to enjoy, for the bees to pollinate, and, like, you know, you're going to gas them to death. They're beautiful. It's, it's, it's oh. like plant racism. Like, what's wrong with the that dandelion? Is. Yeah. I, I, t- I told my father
0: the same thing. I'm like, I think they're beautiful. My yard looks great compared to everybody else's. There. It and like, what, Green yard or some green and yellow. I love it.
1: it. Didn't Van Gogh paint them? Oh, that was sunflowers. But still, it's like a mini yeah. sunflower.
0: It is. I leave. I like some of the weeds in my driveway in my yard. Yeah yeah it's,
1: so but uh so greg you still
0: a big bachelor guy
1: no i was never no but yes still you are. What? Yes no, you are. i was never i hate what? the show you like hate i hate it? it with a passion i thought you did your homework it's the worst piece of shit thing that exists in american broadcasting like it's a plague it's i can't get, it gets hey it gets the most clicks and views
0: and people seem to love it
1: no, like, they don't. They, well, I don't know. People love garbage, that's so I can't yeah, explain. That's true. I do not love that garbage. So I recapped it for 20 years, and I just basically spewed hate onto a keyboard, and that was, uh, I finally retired from it. So, yeah.
0: So what, so when like, you, when'd you retire from it?
1: Oh, I, yeah. I haven't written about The Bachelor in like two years. So, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: And I just, okay. I thought the show would just eventually end and I'd get to stop, but I just I no. quit mid season. I pulled. Uh, like, you know, I, I, I Brett Farved did. I like quit mid season one year because right, I had enough and enough people bothered me that I wrote about of the last two episodes. And then I started the next season and I was just like, I just can't, it's the same show every single time. It's all written. It's not spontaneous. They do the same thing. They plant the same bad people. They, they do the same themes It like, it really like, I know more about that show and don't ask me like names because those go in and out but like I know more about the production of that show having never talked to like anyone about it like I know every single move and I can see them happening behind the scenes without ever actually having to see it because it's just such manufactured garbage and it's the same every year so you really like I was writing the same thing so people be like why don't you write about The Bachelor anymore it's like read any one of these recaps like it's like the yeah. monkeys typing on typewriters and coming out with the complete you know, works of Shakespeare. It's the same exact story, just yeah. with a different name to it, so.
0: So, wait, yeah, I mean, The the Bachelor basically becoming a, a Mad Lib on TV. Survivor's kind of similar. The formula, it's basically a formulaic show.
1: Yeah, but, uh, okay, I, I've watched some of that, and that's surprising to me, but um, well, I didn't watch enough.
0: Well, it's like, you know, like like, at certain, like, there's a couple key aspects, just like probably for The Bachelor, like twists and turns that always happen. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're always like out there, like, you know, two tribes combining into one or like a big group still combi- like dissolving yeah. into two. Yeah. Things like that happen in uh survivor. But no, I mean, I, I, I know that was, you made a, you made a name for yourself with those bachelor recaps. Come on.
1: <laughs> and I'll never get over that.
0: <laughs> yeah. When, when I said Ashamed. big bachelor, when I said big bachelor, I didn't mean like,
1: love it. You, you yeah. Love
0: it. And obsessed with it. But you were like monster, monster bachelor yeah. guy in the community. Yeah, El,
1: we we got off on the wrong foot. I'm not mad at you. Like I just I I hate I, I, I hate the Bachelor, so I don't. A lot you of really hostility, like it. A lot of hostility. It, 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 and I want to end that right now. I have no hostility toward Al. Let's dance this it out. Let's dance it out. what happened. With, I'm not dancing. That's what happened with Brad. No, I won't. I won't. No, this is none of. No this, is not, no, <laughs> no, this is not.
0: No. Wait. So, Greg, did you start? Did you say you started writing about The Bachelor like thinking the show is gonna end?
1: Uh, well, the nothing with me is an easy answer. My wife watched, she was my girlfriend at the time, watched The Bachelor. It might have been Dan K from GR's girlfriend also watched The Bachelor. And we would email back and forth on, we were emailing for something, and we would talk about The Bachelor a little. Then it turned into a four-way email with four guys, and I would like write like just things about it. Then I recapped it and put it on the GR site. And Andy Roth, why, what's going on? Andy Roth. You? was the program director at the time told me, do not, this is, you can't write about this crap on our website. Like, this is, exactly. what are you doing? When I posted it to the GR website, then I got clicks. clicks. And he said every week,
0: clicks, every clicks, week. Clicks, clicks, yeah. clicks, so, clicks. so Greg, how, how long have you been married for? Uh,
1: 16 years.
0: So 16 years. So, That's people awesome. say, so people say happy wife, happy life. What have you done to keep your wife consistently happy for 16 years?
1: Whatever she wants.
0: Okay. Are you listening out there? Whatever she wants. That Whatever she from wants. A happy man right there.
1: Yeah, well, and if you're lucky, you'll find a woman that does the same. That's the key to it. But don't sit and wait for it to happen to you.
0: Ooh, now there's a take. Yeah. That is, that is okay. Good to know, writing it down. Greg, <laughs> last question for me before we're going to head we're gonna head over to Maniac for some uh, lightning round action. Favorite weatherman in Buffalo or woman?
1: Mm, okay. Um, Aaron Mankowski's was we we had some back and forth on The Bachelor. Like he would interrupt the Bachelor with like storm things, and that was just because he was on channel yep. seven. Oh, it yeah. was a shift. So I would thank him for interrupting like the bachelor. I was like more thunderstorm warnings, like <laughs> stop Chris Harrison from fucking talking. Like I wanna hear anytime it rains, like interrupt the bachelor. Yep. And he would um, you know, have fun with that. So um I don't, you know. Uh, maybe Aaron for that reason, but I don't like, you know, there's lots of, we're, we're stocked with some quality weather people in town. So I don't know. Does does, does the show have a favorite weather person?
0: To be honest, Aaron every, Michalski, every single one of them. Yeah. We like Andrew Baglini. We're Andrew's big, Don, nice. we're, we're big Don Paul guys. Don you know, Paul's we, a legend. we like to drop the Pat hammer every so often we trust him. I and then we got Pat. Minkowski. So that, that's our, that's our hey, fantastic four. And you can't forget about Mike Saika. Oh, I mean, I, no, it goes it without a, saying, right? It's like.
1: Yeah, he's been around forever.
0: Most definitely. Maniac, let's rip it. Folks, it is time for the Paz Electric lightning round with, I mean, I don't even want to say funny guy Greg Bauck because he's not going to be not funny on purpose, with Greg Bauck brought to you by Paz Electric, 716 698 So we're going to give you some quick questions, looking for basically off the top quick answers. Uh are you ready, Greg?
1: I I was born for this moment.
0: Okay, so this is we're starting off with a hot one then. Here we go. North or South Downs? South. Okay. Best wings in Buffalo.
1: Oh, I hate this question. I do. Ooh. Um
0: give it give us two or three then.
1: Okay, well I'll give you Autobahn. That's they got some good wings.
0: Audubon, that was our season two first spot we reviewed. Okay uh we we told them we were doing a review there and then and they go oh we always hate these things <laughs> <laughs> like that sums they- up, doesn't that sum up the audubon though like it's like it's totally yeah. like uh a- you know, towny place.
1: I, they're my level of class. They're classy all the way, but they don't have to brag about it. You know, they're, yes. they're they're under the wire good. I think that's why I mentioned them because there are no bad wings. Like there are places you'll get a bad batch of wings. Chicken wings are awesome. And if you put seven places in front of me, I would not be able to tell you the difference between them. I hate the elitism, like the way people get so nuts about it. But like, I like their wings. I like Duff's. I like Duff's more than Anchor Bar, but doesn't mean Anchor Bar makes bad wings. I just okay I like Duff's more, but you know. I don't know that's because Duff's has like benches and you just eat and throw them into a bucket so it's yep. easy it's efficient it's good stuff so um I like the Amherstdale house has got great wings um Pizza Shack on the corner of my street has great wings it's a place I go to the most because it's right on the end of my street so Pizza support Shack. your local just, wings
0: So wait you're in Weedfield you said right yeah, obviously we,
1: Yeah we yeah, we only talked about that for like a half an hour
0: uh, Yeah so, obviously I'm just oh you know Someone salty Have you met Judy's Ben and June, guy?
1: the Johnny Depp movie? No, Judy's. Judy's. <laughs> Judy's. On ben military. and Judy? Military.
0: military. Military Road? Ben and Judy? All right, next question in the lightning round. Favorite comedy
1: movie? Oh, wow. This is hard-hitting. Oh. Yep. that's comedy movie. Um, It's supposed to be a lightning round. I'm so nervous about this answer. Yeah, what you're if getting, kids you're rent getting... it from the library and it's bad? Oh, bah. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, I don't know. My favorite comedy movie. Oh, uh, uh um, the the one with um, the the darkness, uh, Royal Tenenbaums.
0: Okay, all right, that's a solid pick. That's it. That is a dark comedy, but let's face it, star studied cast, awesome cast in that movie gets it from A to, to Z, as they mm-hmm. would say. All mm-hmm. right, now speaking of dark, would you rather be Tom Hanks in Castaway or Will Smith in I Am Legend?
1: No, oh, I Tom, I mean, like an island with no one there. Honest to God, I think about that maybe at least six hours of every day. How bad I would want to be Tom Hanks and Castaway. Like, how sad is he when he comes back?
0: Like yeah, you got a life paradise, life and sucks. you got
1: abs, and you got long blonde hair, and now you got to go back and wait in line at a Walgreens for a prescription. Like, are you kidding me? Like life is terrible. Who the hell would want to live anywhere but an island by themselves? He, he, literally, he literally
0: went from a guy that was a king of an island with a best friend to a guy who got cucked by his dentist.
1: That's right. I, there's no way. They couldn't have a sequel to that movie because he in, in two weeks into the sequel, he'd kill himself.
0: <laughs> Most likely. It's a fair take. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes.
1: It's meat between two pieces of bread.
0: Okay. If you could become any character from a t- any TV show, which would you
1: choose? Voltron. I'm five people,
0: bitch. That is fair. If someone gave you $500,000 to spend the next 18 months in the Eastern Hills Mall, would you do it?
1: I would do anything for that amount of money. I could, yeah, yeah that's easy. That's not, yeah, I don't want to, but.
0: You're going to have the missus visit you at the Eastern Hills Mall for the next you 18 months? You can't stay with me? No, you can't both. Well, I mean, you're going to move your whole family, and what? where are you guys going to do? You're going to live in the food court?
1: It's just us and two dogs. It's the Eastern Hills Mall, there's room.
0: I guess so, I guess so. The one, uh, I think there is a little room. Say, uh, that's a good plug there actually. Straight or curly fries?
1: Mm, uh, oh, I, Hard I, hitting, hard I, hitting. Curly, you you dip a curly in a blue cheese, you get all that extra, uh, the coil of blue cheese. They're both great though. Let's not, let's calm down. They're both it's work, great. It's a work of art.
0: Uh, favorite Buffalo based mascot?
1: Oh, uh, Chip.
0: Okay, okay. Favorite venue that you've performed at?
1: Nishi's, I, I love the place. It's my favorite, one of my favorite places on earth.
0: Okay, this is, this is now this is hard hitting. If you were stuck on an island and had to watch a thousand consecutive hours of one movie, well, this is actually not that hard hitting. To get off the island, which would you choose? Would you just not even watch it and stay on the island?
1: So, I would watch a movie about getting off islands so I can get, do it quicker like just that that's the prerequisite no, the movie no, no. doesn't the only way you, the, the
0: only way you can get off this island is by is by watching a thousand hours of the same of the same
1: footage so I have some movies I'll watch over and over again, and don't mind you know like everyone's got your Shawshank Redemptions and stuff like that uh movie, I love the movie The Fugitive, and I can watch it and oh, it's not hell my favorite yeah. movie at all, but for some reason. I, that carries me through. So I'll say that movie. Sneakers. You ever see Sneakers? It's a really dated technology movie. It's hilariously bad. The cast is amazing. Dan Aykroyd was finally funny again in it. Robert Redford. Um, that's, a, that's a movie that I'll watch a thousand times. Like, I can just turn my brain off, so.
0: Fugitive's an amazing movie. Little things you notice. I was watching The Sopranos the other day, and Tony Soprano was watching The Fugitive during some symbolic scene there anyways. Mm-hmm. If you could be on any game show, which one would you want to be on?
1: Hmm. Oh, pressure luck. Okay. I don't think they make it anymore, but...
0: That's fair. And does this train ever stop, Greg?
1: It should. It's dangerous. So what if my grandma's on the tracks?
0: Greg, Greg. she'd
1: get on the train. Yup. Okay. Well then, no, the train never stops.
0: Let's go! Guys! (laughs) The Electric lightning round brought to you by Posse Electric. That was a narrow escape there. Shout out to grandma. Last question real quick before we get into shout outs to end the show. Greg, who is this South Buffalo slut graffiti? I heard from a source. The sources have told me there's some South Buffalo slut. Yeah. And it's on some graffiti wall or something. So
1: before before Facebook, there was the South Buffalo slants. Kaz Creek runs through South Buffalo. You got the Seneca Street side where I lived got the Abbott Road side where the Abbott roadies live. They did not like each other, but this slants brought people together. If you wanted to declare that you love someone, if you wanted to declare someone was a slut or this person was a jerk, you wrote it on the slants. It was there forever. It was like Facebook before the internet. Um, Tina was a woman who had a little fun in her days. Um, just probably a normal person. And I wrote an article about this on trending Buffalo when that used to be a thing. Um, like what's the story of Tina? It says Tina is a slut. It's been on the slants for like, 50 years probably it's, it's still there. Yeah, it is. still Okay. So is it still there? It's right across from welcome home leather nuts, um, which is leather nuts came home and someone welcomed him. Cause that's what you did back then. Um, so I wrote like, what, why, why was Tina a slut? You know, what, what, what happened with her? And then the guy that actually wrote it lived on my street growing up. I found out she broke up with him cause he's a jerk. And so he wrote, Tina Tina's a slut. I guess it like ruined her life. Like it was terrible. So um, her last name is written on there. It was kind of like painted off. I won't say it because yeah, no, no, her family no, needs peace. But yeah. it's on, I mean, like if you want to know, she's not a slut though. She's a nice woman who had a jerk boyfriend. He admitted he's just, he's kind of out of his mind. And um, he, uh, Bernie, um, he wrote that Tina's a slut. So I actually got to the bottom of that. If you live in South Buffalo, just know this Tina is a nice girl that has the appropriate amount of sex with the appropriate amount of partners and you know what you know you can have sex with whoever you want you're not a slut that's for everyone
0: i think we should honestly take a billboard out saying that let's write this wrong al and let's maybe put bernie on blast like maybe people shouldn't take like public claims by bernie at 100 percent.
1: yeah that's right yeah hashtag
0: hashtag tina is not a slut and you're calling this the slant so people could people just wrote stuff on this
1: yeah you do you not know the south buffalo slants I'm going to learn what the female anatomy was by pictures drawn of it on the slants. Lots of, lots of uh, male anatomies too. Yeah. Just, it's just graffiti. The slants is full of graffiti and um, slut declarances and, you know, Van Halen rules, just a lot of dumb eighties and seventies graffiti all over the slants. Okay. They'll know what you're talking about. If they're, they've been to South Buffalo, they'll know, they'll know the slants.
0: Perfect. Greg, thank you. you finally clarified that. And I will check out the slants why not half half of the Lackawanna nursery rhymes are based on the slants I actually heard they are yes that's good all right Dragon and maniac it's time for some shout outs who wants it first I'll go first real quick shout out to helium comedy club opening back up I mean shout out to all these businesses obviously like we said we got the first line workers but now everyone's kind of phasing back in so shout out to everyone who's grinding out there with a mask staying safe and staying healthy shout out to you guys and Quick shout out to Greg for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Was I supposed to shout out to someone?
0: Yes. Oh.
1: Mom. Hi, Mom. Shout out to Mom.
0: Best shout out ever. That's it? You shout out mom. Dad. Wow, double down.
1: Dad. Wow, dad. Dad, mom and mom and dad.
0: Whoa! Oh! Mom and dad, are they still in South Buffalo?
1: They're in Holland, New York. So, yes, technically, that's. that's that Rick, is like. Cash Creek runs through Holland.
0: That's like corporate gates territory, I feel that's, like. That's, that's, ar- that's arcade territory.
1: <laughs> Close. I,
0: I got to give a quick shout out to uh, everyone a part of the match last night. Um, it wasn't just a one man team, everyone coming down there um, and making that happen. Cannot wait for the match, too. And, Greg, seriously, thanks for coming on and you know you acted like you were never gonna have you on again or you weren't funny or your, your content wasn't good this seriously great having you on tonight
1: thank you it was a lot of fun to be on there here and there
0: thank you you're welcome Greg I'm gonna ask you right now how do we typically end this show
1: I'm not gonna dance
0: we okay. I, I wasn't gonna say we were gonna dance, but okay. do you know what we say or what we do?
1: Well, I know the train doesn't stop, and sometimes you dance, but okay. I, I I'm afraid that I don't. What what? What do you all want? To greg? be honest, if we what,
0: can, what, really what do you want all... from me?
1: I gave you a, an hour of my time, and <laughs> you have a show that you end and, and it, like it, all. It, the, it, I'm supposed to lead you. Do you do you really not know how to end your show?
0: Oh, you know what? Here you go, greg And you're all pissed off all of a sudden. You know <laughs> like, man, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, I'm being attacked. No, you don't have to come on again it's you know what your grandma's not on the track this train's not stopping and good night now
1: good night now